0: Hey, welcome to another Slice of Sci-Fi. I'm Summer Brooks, and my guest today is from one of my favorite must-see shows right now, Manifest, on NBC. Today we're talking to Matt Long, who's playing Zeke Landon, one of the newfound lost ones who's having callings on the show. Welcome, Matt.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: (laughs) So how are you enjoying Manifest? Because uh, I I observed the live tweeting during the show, and there's a reason all of us are a little bit rabid about this show.
1: Yeah, well, there's a lot going on. Uh, uh, My experience with it has been fantastic. I mean, it's been one of the most rewarding and fulfilling shows I've I've been a part of since I started working. Uh, They've written such great stuff for me, for my character Zeke, uh so much backstory and rich interesting things. Uh you're gonna see a lot of his backstory this season actually starting up this next episode.
0: Cool. The uh I, I also have to give a little uh little golf clap to the writers because they have done <laughs> such a fabulous job with these characters, giving them mm-hmm. a rich, emotional, full life and then torturing us by putting them through hell. <laughs>
1: well yeah I totally agree with you Um, uh, and that's what makes it so fun to watch there's so much mystery but also so much real uh, compelling human and family drama Uh, and uh, yeah there's just a lot going on in the show and it makes it really interesting and fun to watch
0: now how was it for you jumping in sort of towards the end of season one into Mm -hmm. this already established mythology
1: uh, it was great for me. Uh, so my, my story is so personal. Uh, I, Zeke came onto the scene right away, and we learned his second episode about his family, about his sister, and why he was in the woods to begin with. I've been really lucky in that I haven't had to play as much of the huge sort of themes of the show when I wasn't around when the plane came back and what that meant. Zeke was able to learn from the other characters who've already been through the return what it is, what they know so far. So his learning curve was really steep. So it was great for me. Uh, I loved the character from the very beginning. Uh, I love the outdoors. Uh, We love to go camping and backpacking. And I've been doing that since I was a kid. So he had those aspects uh, to him as well. So I immediately related to him in that way. And then he carries with him so much Shame and guilt and regret. And that is powerful to me. And so I was able to sort of latch into that and uh, uh, those moments that he's had and that he continues to have speak to me as an actor and as a person. So uh, like I said, I'm just really thankful. And it's just been an, um, an amazing experience for me.
0: Yeah, the, for me, the, the, the contrast Zeke's journey seems to be more about a redemption where everyone yeah. else that we've encountered has been more about either trying to reboot their lives or find out mm-hmm. who's trying to use them. In nefarious methods, and I'm sitting here trying to figure out how the writers are going to bring all of this together and totally crash our yeah. brains because they've been telling us for a year and a half, now, a season and a half, it's all connected, and I'm <clears throat> running out of space in my brain to figure out
1: how. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it. Well, you know, as the season progresses, we see that how it continues to be connected, things continue to happen. Uh, and I feel like Zeke's story this season is maybe, and I don't know the answer, because I think that the overall idea of the series is going to be what happened and, and how do we escape this death day thing. Um, but but I think, like I said, I don't know for sure, because I don't know the end result. I don't know the end answers for over the overall series, but his story this season is sort of a microcosm maybe of what the whole show is, is about because you do bring up redemption and salvation and these bigger ideas and science versus religion and all this stuff. You will see over this season because Zeke's death date is so much closer, what what sort of, a like I said, a microcosm maybe of, of what the entire show is about.
0: So what what can you clue us in on about Zeke's journey, the rest of the season that is not spoilery and won't get you in trouble with anybody in production.
1: All <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, Zeke and Michaela continue to face new challenges and let's see, uh, they, they have a shared calling. They have multiple things that, that, that continue to bring them together, but they have a shared calling that sets off the chain of events that you don't want to miss out on. Uh, and and the stakes for Zeke are, are uh, even higher than they are for for the passengers on 828 because like i said his death date is so much closer and this season plays out over that the remainder of the year that he has left
0: cool so what for you has been the most fun part to play like figuring out the callings or just working with the the mm-hmm. other cast members
1: yeah I mean I don't know if I could pick one thing if I had to pick one it would probably be Zeke's story and the character that they've given me but we shoot in New York City which I is just an incredible experience I lived there out of college I lived in Queens you know three three buddies me and two other guys that I went to college with living in a two bedroom apartment barely making rent you know struggling to get by there so to go, And I've always said, I moved away from there in 2004, and, and I've always said I would love to go back and work. And I've been able to do that over the last couple of years, and it's such a fantastic experience to be there and actually have a little money to spend and enjoy the city. Uh, it's just an incredible place. Um, the cast is so fun. Uh, uh, everybody's very down-to-earth, uh, uh, very thankful. Melissa's great. We have a lot of stuff together. Uh, JR's a blast. We have quite a bit of stuff together. And we there's so many great actors that come along this season uh, with regard to my backstory, which is awesome. We have great a great crew, amazing executive producers. I mean, I know a lot of people say this all the time, but it's really true about the show and uh, And I've been on a lot of shows, and I'm just really, really happy and thankful that this is one of the shows that I've been able to be on for longer than you know uh, eight episodes and it gets canceled or you know four episodes and it gets cancelled. Uh, uh, yeah, it's been great.
0: So how is it shooting in New York compared to say like Vancouver or LA cuz you were you were in a show uh sci-fi channel show what was it
1: Helix? Yeah. Helix, that's right. That was in uh Montreal. Yeah. Montreal is amazing. I mean I I shot a show in Toronto, I shot a show in I shot a couple shows in Vancouver and then I shot that show in Montreal. My it's funny my my daughter was actually born in Toronto. I was shooting the show in 2013 there called Lucky 7 for ABC. That was a fall show, and it got canceled after two episodes. But we went up there. My wife was pregnant. We had our daughter in Toronto because I thought we would be there for, you know, eight months or something. She was less than two months old, and we moved back because the show got canceled so fast. Uh, And then the next year, she had her first birthday in Montreal, uh, which is another incredible city. Uh, uh, But as far as shooting in New York goes, it adds so much production value to the show because we're able to go out and shoot in Manhattan In in all the different boroughs, we went upstate and shot in uh, Harriman State Park for Zeke's stuff last season when he was out in the cabin and out in the woods walking around uh, and and looking for the cave uh, that he was in when he he was trapped. It adds so much production value to the show because, like I said, we're able to go out and shoot in those places, and you can see the real streets and the real buildings and all these iconic places that are in in, uh, all of our sort of conscious minds, Americans, and and the world – uh, has so many images in their mind of, of New York city and, and for us to be able to have them actually in the show and not digitally uh, is really incredible and, and makes the show more interesting to look at and more interesting for us to go and, and play in those, in those places.
0: Do you have an interest in someday directing or producing something? Cause it sounds like you're really yeah. paying attention to what, some of these techniques are adding to the production value of the show and the look of the show, I, I love it. It really does feel gritty and like the writers mm-hmm. are using the entire city of New York as a great big clue board. Yeah. And we're just yeah, looking for, for sure. the clues.
1: Thank goodness because it, it makes it harder for us to move somewhere else, You know, which is a good thing. Uh, you know, It's always on the table, I'm sure, is to move other places. Shows move uh, and and because the 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 producers do such a great job of using the city, it would really it would take away so much from the show. Yeah, I mean, as far as me directing or producing, uh, that would be incredible someday. I mean, if this show goes for years, it's an it's an excellent opportunity to maybe step in and direct an episode in the future. If that was something that they were open to and that I felt like I wanted to do the thought has crossed my mind for sure. And producing too. I mean, we have, I have other things that I've sort of write on and work on and want to stories I want to tell maybe in the future. So, uh, yeah, both of those things are some are things that I've thought about.
0: So do you get a chance to interact with the writers at all or are they?
1: Yeah, they're, so Jeff Rake is the creator, and mm-hmm. he comes in a lot. So the writer's room is in Los Angeles. Like we said, we shoot in New York City. So every episode, there, just about every episode, there's, there's two writers on each episode. So there's always a writer on set, one of those two writers or Jeff, which is incredibly helpful because there are always questions, and there are, sometimes there are things we want to tweak in the moment, and to have someone there is really crucial.
0: And how about working with Jeff? Because he seems he seems like the kind of person that enjoys putting puzzles together and then yeah. rearranging them when you're not looking and sliding it back, saying, okay, you Mm-mm. put it back together now.
1: <laughs> yeah. This is a story that he's been working on for, I think, 10 years. He had this idea. It, it, he sort of made some rounds pitching it years ago, and then, and then it came back around to him. He loves the story. He loves the characters so much. But outside of that, I think he is the most communicative and available showrunner I've ever worked with. And I've worked with a lot of really awesome people, people that I've loved over the years. I've, I've been really fortunate to, to work with. But this guy, is he's, he is right there for you to send messages to, ask questions, challenge things. He will give you really believable and usable reasons for if you don't agree with something. He's changed my mind on things that I didn't understand or things that I didn't agree with so many times. And if you make a great argument for something, he is so open to changing it in your favor. If you, because it's all about making the show better, you know. Uh, he, he's awesome. He's just really great, and uh, I'm just very fortunate to to have uh, hooked up with him on the show.
0: Have you had any insights on uh, Zeke's emotional state or emotional journey that uh, you wanted to see reflected in the actual writing of the show?
1: Uh, what do you mean by... Uh, like
0: like you had an insight and you wanted to yeah. to bring it across more so the, the viewers could, sure. could understand it.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, there have been many moments where I... Read read a scene and then made had notes uh, and then I'd go usually I'll go back and reread again before I contact Jeff. There have been many times when I wanted to expand upon something or change something because it didn't ring true to me in that moment. That's the beauty of TV, uh, is that you you play the character for such a long time that you really get to, it's it becomes more instinctual the way that. That uh, you read the scenes and the way that you react to things and the way that you think the character would react to them, the longer you play the character, which is which is an awesome thing for the actor because the work is continually being built upon you know, and so when you have something you have to access something or tell some story in some scene it it, it almost gets a little easier in some ways because you know them so well
0: mm. yeah the thing the thing that I think i 've liked the most about. Zeke's journey so far in season two was he went from being consumed I guess by his guilt as you know Mm -hmm. with his family and then Mm -hmm. again with Michaela being shot to actually wanting to help figure out this greater puzzle with the death dates and how everything is connected. The, 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 the bank, the bank robbery job blew my mind, completely blew my mind. Like (laughs) how in the world did they come up with? that?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know it. I know it. It's great. And you know, those things are all really amazing and fun to watch and be a part of and to watch as, as an audience member, as long as they have some payoff at the end. And evidently, and Jeff has said, and, and, Told everybody from the very beginning that he has this all laid out over six seasons he knows where it's going the end result is going to be and that is that is hope for people when they see all these mysteries and questions and things that are coincidences almost but then then you're being told that it's all connected and it's not coincidence so you can trust we all know and feel that we can trust that there will be payoffs to all these huge questions and this journey that people are going on.
0: I I have been enjoying the journey so far because of that, because every time it seems like mm-hmm. there's a piece that doesn't fit, but this calling is leading them down the path, and then there's this mm-hmm. sharp left turn, you go, oh, it's connected that way. Wait a minute it's it yeah. it's it's a delightful puzzle mm-hmm. to unravel and as someone who's a fan of mysteries and puzzles this is this is a very very fun show to watch and yeah. you and the rest of the cast the emotional connections to each other and to this mystery make it fun to watch and seeing how the writers mm-hmm. torture you guys is just in uh, <laughs> ag- aggravating.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's a lot more coming this season. I mean, the stakes are even higher this year than they were last year. As They should continue to build. Uh, you asked me earlier, too, about some of my favorite things, and it just reminded me I wanted to say, and you just reminded me, say, asking that question and talking about that. The, there's some amazing things coming uh, makeup-wise for me, too, which was also really exciting to be a part of and rewarding. We've always done a lot of makeup on Zeke just to tell the story of his dark sort of past and his struggle with drugs and alcohol and what that can do to you physically, age-wise. Uh, but we built upon that this season because of some things that come come up for Zeke. I mean, almost every episode he's in this, he's in like a, a life-or-death situation, which is great for me because it's exciting and it's, it, it's always something different story-wise. It's compelling and, and interesting and fun to play. Uh, But yeah, but that's something that's another thing that I'm that that uh is exciting for me and that I I love about the show.
0: Cool. And the 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 little bit of the action hero moments every now and then can't hurt, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, for sure. For sure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Great. So, where can people keep track of you and your exploits online? Are you uh social media?
1: I'm I'm on Instagram, uh, and I just joined a about a month and a half ago, <laughs> but I've been posting a lot of really cool behind-the-scenes photos and videos. And uh, you mentioned how things sort of are shot, and 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 I've got some some cool things on there about stunts and camera angles, and, and uh, so I'm I'm always trying to learn, and and I think people. I think one of the cool things about social media, and and I have bought it for years, I've never been on Facebook. I had a Twitter for like a year back around the time of Lucky 7, and then I closed it because I just wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. One of the coolest things about it, though, for people in in the entertainment industry is that we can give extras, you know, and show more than what is on the screen, and and, uh, I think fans eat that kind of stuff up, so I've been, I've tried, I'm trying to, to provide that stuff for them, that that extra sort of behind the scenes stuff. So my Instagram handle is at real matt long.
0: Okay, cool. We'll have links to that. Watching Jeff and Jr. live tweet uh, mm-hmm. on Monday nights has been a special treat. Jeff gives a little bit of insights, and Jr. just gets yeah. snarky, completely snarky about
1: it. And he's getting snarky about Zeke.
0: Not just Zeke, but uh, yeah, there's 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 some <laughs> there's some there's yeah. some uh, some some definitely some sauciness going on in there. So you should you should uh, you should I'm follow sure. follow along one night and just go okay.
1: <laughs> I know I'll have to I don't I have to sign up for a Twitter account or something to be able to look at it. I assume.
0: No, they're pretty That's open. That's
1: the fun thing about Twitter. But. Oh, yeah. really? You can watch yeah. it without having an account? You can, okay, you can cool. watch
0: it without having an account. But uh, if you want to reply, you would need to reopen that account.
1: <laughs> gotcha.
0: <laughs> well, Matt, thank you so much for sharing your insights and uh, your time with us today.
1: Absolutely. Thank you for having me.
0: And we'll be back with more Slices Sci-Fi right after this. Escape Pod is your destination for the best in modern short science fiction. Our intrepid
1: crew of editors and hosts will bring you fun, thought-provoking, in-flight entertainment every week as the pod careens around the multiverse. In
0: the mood for a classic, we've got Anson Mount, also known as Captain Christopher Pike, reading Theodore Sturgeon. Want something a little more up to date? Jennifer R. Donahue's Surveillance Fatigue has you covered in every sense. From classic space opera to intimate character drama, from heroic alien pets waiting for their families, to herds of literal Einsteins and the benevolent conspiracy they're hatching, Escape Pod has it all at escapepod.org. So buckle up, because it's story time.
1: This is Kevin Murphy from Mystery Science Theater 3000 and Rift Tracks, and you have bitten off a nice big chunk of slice of sci-fi.
0: I said it last year, and I'll say it again now. Manifest is a rich, deep show that you should be watching. It, for me, is a little bit fringe a little bit lost mashed up together but I like it far far more than I ever liked lost and I really hope it gets to go five or six seasons like it should I mean lost went that long fringe went that long I hope manifest gets the chance to go that long just saying (laughs) and I really hope I get the chance to talk to uh showrunner Jeff Rake. He's from a story-telling perspective. Crafty. And I like that. (laughs) But the next couple episodes are going to be very interesting, so tune in if you can. If you can't watch it live on Monday nights, 10 p.m. NBC, uh... They are available the next day on Hulu. And I would recommend following the live tweeting, East Coast or West Coast. <laughs> You'll be in for a treat. In other news, everyone keep your eyes on your mailboxes. The, With luck, the Patreon selections will be going out this weekend, later this weekend. And... We'll be starting up, hopefully, another Secret Sauce contest by next weekend. I have to pick out the available prizes. We have a lot more things to choose from, and I hope to pass those goodies on to my loyal listeners and fans and supporters. But that'll do it for this episode. If you have any questions or comments, as always, the number to call is six zero two six three five six nine seven six, or you can send me an email summer at sliceofsci dot com. You can listen to Slice of Sci Fi through Apple Podcasts, through Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, In, Radio, and Player FM. And if you're listening on either Stitcher or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. That way, other people know that you are enjoying the show, and maybe they should check it out for themselves and see what's what. You can follow us on Twitter, at Slice of Sci-Fi. You can follow us on YouTube and Facebook, where Slice of Sci-Fi there. And of course, there is the website, sliceofscifi.com. I'd like to thank everyone who is helping support this show and all the others in the Slice of Sci-Fi universe. Your pledges through Patreon and donations through PayPal really do help keep the lights on around here, and that situation is becoming a little more challenging. So any support, any help you can lend, I... Greatly appreciate it, and thank you, everyone. If you'd like to contribute your support, the place to go is patreon.com slash sci fi or a donation every now and then through PayPal, paypal.me slash scifisummer. All of the regular pledges through Patreon and the people who are still on the old PayPal subscription Their names are thrown into a hopper for monthly perks. Uh, One winner will get a perk per month. Either a Blu-ray or a DVD or a book or an advanced reader copy of a book. I provide a list you can select from horror, sci-fi, fantasy, action-adventure, sometimes thriller... Hopefully the things I have for you to select from are on your shopping list. <laughs> uh, still working through the items that will be available at the Slice of Sci-Fi shop over at sliceofsci-fi.net. Uh, still working out the kinks in the swag system. Like I said before, items that are marked as swag Are physical items that I have here and that are free. I'm just asking people to pony up for shipping so I can get them to you but once I work out these shopping cart bugs that'll be the place to go for some of some of this material. But that'll do it for this episode. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back with more Slice of Sci-Fi next week. Take care.